0: This episode is brought to you by Love It Lifestyle. Love yourself, love others, love life. Affordable boutique clothing made for who you are and how you see the world. Check the collection at loveitlifestyle.com. L-U-V-E-T lifestyle Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Sports Tech Atlanta Seed Talk. We have a very special guest with us today, the founder of Better Sports Network. And when I say better, it is B-E-T-T-O-R. So just make sure you have that distinction down. Matt Deutsch joining us today.
1: Uh, Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you, guys. I'm so excited to be here and meet you and and talk all about uh, sports media and Better Sports Network and sports technology. It's such an exciting time for the dreamers out there.
0: It 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 really is, and so we are very happy to have you on. Of course, I'm joined again with my illustrious co-host Sterling Max. Sterling, how you doing over there? You doing okay today?
2: Doing okay. You know, it's it's middle of the week. It's almost uh, it's almost Halloween, which is like crazy to say that it's you know almost like the holiday season, uh, which is cool. But I'm doing well. Yeah, Matt, thanks thanks again for joining us.
0: Yes. Yeah. And again, Matt. So Matt is with uh, Better Sports Network, and it is a newly launched uh, sports network that is geared towards fantasy betting as well as collectibles. We're going to jump into this because it's a lot of exciting things that you're doing. Uh, uh, a little bit small background, I guess, Sterling, I'll let you you take that one off and we'll, we'll, we'll go from there.
2: Yeah. So you, uh, you you got such a long, illustrious career here within radio, right? Like around 25 years, uh, you launched the Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio Uh, And then, obviously, like Taylor said, just launched the Better Sports Networks. I wanted to, I wanted to start there with Sirius. Like you were there for so long, what did you learn uh, and really kind of understand to prepare you to kind of create this new endeavor?
1: Well, thanks for asking. It was an amazing time when satellite radio launched, then Sirius and XM separately. Uh, I was there in 2004, uh, which is a couple of years after they launched. And uh, the first thing is that all the great. Radio broadcasters all flocked to Sirius XM, Man, so from all wow. around the country. So it was terrific to be able to work with some of the most talented people, hosts, marketing programmers, sales, new technology, Mm -hmm. web. Um, So amazing. I had only worked in New York uh, for my own life, only worked in New York, uh, and hadn't had an opportunity to really see what else was out there. And uh, that was the first thing, to be able to learn how other people do it, to get a collection of people together and see innovation happen. Uh, Just a brilliant, amazing part of my life, and I was so proud to be a part of it. Um, you know, I think of Sirius XM as, as sports, sports Talk 2.0. If, if we think about WFAN and local sports radio mm-hmm. in the late 80s, um, as Sports Talk 1.0, the first time fans could call in and talk to hosts, right. they could share their feelings on a mass platform, be able to hear press conferences, hear play-by-play, all these things. And then Sirius XM taking that to another level. A national format, live shows at every sporting event from the Super Bowl to the Daytona 500 to the Emmys and all of that, uh, to be able to have niche programming for college sports, mixed martial arts, wrestling shows, uh, you know, to be able to take it uh, to that level and see innovation and, and see sports talk change. Um, you know, I love that stuff. And, and I was right there, um, part of it. And because of that, um, saw the opportunity to create a fantasy sports channel and and with the rise in fantasy sports linked to the internet in the late 90s um, so many people were playing fantasy sports and it was frustrating to me as a talk radio producer that uh, we weren't we weren't programming for fantasy sports. The host didn't right. want to talk about it. They were kind mm-hmm. of intimidated because the fantasy football players and the fantasy baseball players—we know every player on that roster. We, right. we know the teams back and forth, and live phone right. calls to a big-time host talking about who should I start this week—kind of was intimidating for hosts. So a lot of the tra- traditional broadcast outlets didn't cater to fantasy sports, and we, I knew it was a winning idea. And and with the help of of Steve Cohen, who runs Sirius XM. Um, who's a fantasy guy and, and and a fantasy sports Hall of Famer himself? He got Mel Karmazin, the CEO, to say yes to a twenty four hour a day radio channel dedicated to fantasy sports. We launched it in two thousand and ten, um, and just just so much fun to be able to build something from the ground up. We'd write the whole channel from scratch. It's like writing a book, uh, yeah. creating a radio yeah. channel, and figuring out uh, what would the updates sound like. We don't want to give scores, and, and I always said. If, if, if a Pittsburgh Pirate hits three home runs that day, but they lose 11-3, to three, that's the lead that's of a fantasy buried. sports update, but it's buried in a traditional sports update. So trying to change up what a sports update would sound like, what events we would be at. We, we did shows at the NFL Draft where <laughs> NFL rookies were being drafted at Radio City Musical and sitting down at our table to talk fantasy football for the first time ever. We did shows with fantasy football players, NFL players. Maurice Jones-Drew of the Jacksonville Jaguars was the number three overall player in fantasy football in 2010. Maurice was a fantasy player, and we did a show running with MJD Friday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern. The Jaguars didn't want Maurice to do the show because they thought he'd give away the game plan to the opponent, (laughs) and Maurice really broke a lot of ground. He knew how to do it. He knew how to create fantasy and not – hurt the NFL. He, we only had rules for you could never ask a question where Maurice would not start himself. So there are no start sits where you're starting anyone that's not Maurice. And right. Maurice would never tell you to start a player against the Jaguars. Those were the only two rules of the show. Right. So like from the beginning to kind of frame it in Frame it the right way so that leagues could consider fantasy sports. Fantasy football is viable in the new media. We were putting fantasy sports news in our in our sports updates on the entire SiriusXM platform. So yeah. I remember when Mike Trout got called up, we had our update anchors on SiriusXM say. Fantasy baseball prospect Mike Trout gets the call to the major leaguers. They're talking about the fantasy baseball impact on fantasy sports radio. That was a big deal. So, so amazing to see fantasy sports grow and to be able to create something to cater to the passionate fans out there. Um, A a highlight of my life.
0: No, and that's amazing. I mean, the the foresight um, back then to, you know, kickstart and and kick off the fantasy – I'll see like fever, fervor, feverish kind of support that you see now, uh, kind of leading you to to this next endeavor, uh, with with Better Sports Network, and, you know, how do you see the evolution of fantasy sports kind of continuing, and how are you going to continue to to, to bring that innovation like you did just on the forefront of having fantasy, but now fantasy's here. Where do you take it next, and then how does that interaction work out with uh, with the listeners or viewers as well?
1: Well, it's an interesting time with sports betting becoming legal, Taylor, uh, changing the idea of the way, the different ways people can engage in the favorite sports they love. It's not only fantasy now. Of course, Mm -hmm. we have daily fantasy contests and season-long fantasy, but with all sorts of sports betting options Uh, You know, where is the future of fantasy sports? I always say our kids, they're all going to see it as the same thing. Betting, fantasy, office pool, survivor leagues, all going to be the same thing. Right. Specifically for the fantasy sports industry, I mean, and and the passionate players out there. I don't think fantasy football is going anywhere. I think people are always going to want to interact socially with their friends and colleagues and office workers and be able to say, I beat you. Now you can do that with betting. And absolutely, there will be and already are exciting social betting platforms that allow us to share our bets Uh, with people we know or people Mm -hmm. we don't know and interact with people based truly on the bets we're making. But in the fantasy game, um, certainly the analytics is something that that is going to change drastically. It already has, of course, more metrics and stats now than we've ever had before. When we first started, you had to really hunt for the information to make you better. There truly were fantasy sports sleepers that nobody knew anything about. Now everybody knows about everybody everybody knows every player every stat every storyline there's so much media coverage out there um so and that's a great thing um and but as far as going forward the new analytics i'm really excited about biometrics which will be as the golfer's walking up to make that putt in augusta you're going to yeah. see what his heart rate is yeah, when the quarterback man. is 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 throwing pregame warmups you're going to be able to see his sleep score the night before jalen hurts yeah. didn't sleep well last night uh-oh you know we're going to be able to see all that we're going to have technology cameras in every angle we already do to be able to track who throws the fastest chess pass in the NBA. How many dribbles does it take this player to get from point A to point B on the floor and to mm-hmm. use those analytics to to take our, our scouting, our fantasy general manager searches to the next level to dig in there and say, look at the throwing motion on this quarterback. It's perfect. I know his stats aren't there, but look at the mechanics yeah. and to be able to draw on all of these things and be able to truly say, well, if I was... a big league general manager I'd be winning now we can do that. So I love the idea of technology. I think also we'll be able to play fantasy sports wherever we go and certainly watching red zone. There've been some fantasy football attempts at creating a red zone for fantasy football, but I think it's easy to predict that I'm going to be able to plug in all my players on my television and watch only those players yeah. As they're on the field, eleven different boxes on my TV with all my players in real time, and that's an easy one. Yeah,
0: yeah, my sensory overload on that one is I'm going left, right, up, down in the middle, yeah. just to make sure I'm kept, I'm not missing a play. Uh, but I, I think what you pointed out is you know so interesting. We've highlighted a few of what you just the products uh, and solutions that you that you just highlighted of you know the heart rate that you're now going to be able to see is you know say Jordan Spieth is walking up to uh, you know hit a hit that five million dollar putt. In the PGA Tour, not live, folks, because apparently there's that huge riff out here. But we are not jumping we're not jumping yeah. into that. Uh, but yeah, the, the amount of technology that's just being added in uh, to allow the better to, or just you know the passive fantasy players, well, not not just betting so to speak, but to uh, have every data point at the at their fingertip. When before it was just like, uh, let me just check the weather. Let me see uh, right. weather a couple historicals, and we'll go from there. And Then I'll I'll, I'll kind of make my make my judgment. So the, I also wanted to kind of see like what you see in a lot of the the big network uh, fantasy shows is it's not as interactive um, when you get off the radio medium uh, to to use. And so, you know, a lot of people tune in late for, say, you know, um, you know, TV network type of shows just to see like, all right, what is kind of like the, the last fantasy outlook? And then they're like, all right, well. They just threw this out on Twitter. Let me see if they're going to respond back to me personally. So how are you going to how, how are you looking to evolve that as well and, and and make it a lot more cohesive for the listener uh, as they access into the shows and your platform?
1: Well, this is a big item for me. A big hot button push for me is interaction for fantasy sports players and betters out there. I don't, I don't, I don't see a lot of it in national media on the sports betting from the different streaming networks, television. Uh, It's a lot of people making picks, a lot of people building bankrolls, but we don't have the fan involved. We're not hearing from the fan, and and that's really a big part of what we built at Better Sports Network is taking interaction to not sports talk 1.0 or sports talk 2.0, but really sports talk 3.0, where people can interact a million different ways at the push of a button on our free app. We have A one push to call in button. So we're not dialing numbers, we're hitting the call button, and you make an audio call or a video call live right on our app, right to the hosts and and we talk about the oh, great topics of the day. So yeah. I, I think the fan is being shut out. Thankfully at Sirius XM fantasy sports radio, they take lots of calls. Some, the local, the local markets, they take calls, but really I feel it's the betting national media where we, we don't see a lot of interaction. And I think that's mm-hmm. wrong. I, I think, the, one of the great parts about sports radio then, sports talk now on streaming is is the fact to be able to uh, share opinions in real time uh, with people that we know or don't know. And to yeah. be able to call in and ask questions or specifically call in and debate uh, why I'm making this pick or my fantasy team beat you. Uh, I think interaction is is crucial to any sports media entertainment. I think Mm -hmm. chat is great. I I love and respect the outlets out there that are chatting, YouTube, Twitch, Discord, building communities in real time. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Wish Terrestrial Radio would get more with chat. I'm sure it's coming. But on Better Sports Network, we have our app. We have our chat live as we're talking. So kind of taking the different pieces of all the different sports media that work and bringing it all together on one app. Yeah. So we have the push to call in, but we're also reading chats in real time from our community who are interacting with each other uh, or asking questions or enhancing the broadcast with chat. Uh, we also have a fun button on our app where is nothing more than a pulse that you hit and the producer can see you with a real time GPS location. We can see you right there in Atlanta that, that you, you agree with us and yeah. you can win prizes at the push of a button when we say the magic words sometime in this broadcast A random person that hits that fun button on our app is going to win a prize instantaneously, get a push notification. Congratulations, you're a winner. All this technology is out there to be able to take interaction to the next level, connect Mm -hmm. more people. Uh, It's being done in other industries. I don't understand why we're not doing more in sports media. And at Better Sports Network, we want to be a leader. We want to show the industry uh, that the fans should be represented. We should hear from the fans. Uh, maybe they're not all experts, but there's certainly no shortage of passion there. And um, connecting people to others and sharing the games we love uh, with like-minded people. I mean, that's what it's really all about for me and why we build yeah. this network. Yeah.
2: Why do you think that interaction hasn't been there uh, in the past? And I'm going to follow it up with another question, go back to your Maurice Jones, Drew comment. You talked about the new media. Do you think it's a little easier now for athletes to kind of enter in? They've got partnerships, you know, like Stefan Diggs is a partnership with like FanDuel. Is it, do you feel like it's easier to bring them in to the media fold and have them be able to discuss, to discuss, you know, what's going on in the landscape fantasy and betting wise?
1: Well, the second question, yeah, absolutely. Athletes have never had more uh, power to get their brand out, to get their Mm -hmm. words out without a traditional media back in the day, having to be the platform that you couldn't be heard if you were a football player in the seventies or the eighties and the nineties, unless you called in, had your own show. So now with social media, you have your own platform, you have your own podcast. Uh, Athletes obviously are, are thinking beyond the game about life after sports and and Mm -hmm. being tooled in media and being able to do whatever they want to do and to have all these options. I mean, so fantastic uh, for the athletes. So I think it's a great time for that, for someone like me, programmers out there to be able to see that these athletes are doing it on their own. They have experience. We can see what they sound like, see what they look like. We can understand how they fit into our brands for, for sponsors as well can go out and see what an athlete like Stefan Diggs is doing on his podcast. Okay. That makes sense for our brand. Amazing for everybody in this business, uh, regarding interaction. You know, I, I think, you know, a little bit behind the scenes on the terrestrial radio side, I think there's some things I think number one, as we spoke about, I think the, the hosts are intimidated, to take live questions from super passionate fantasy sports or betting fans mm-hmm. out there without a safety net. I think that's certainly one of them. But I think even more disturbingly is the fact that a lot of hosts don't think the fans have any merit. I don't think they, mm-hmm. they, they feel that time devoted on their shows to the fans uh, is worth it. And it's sort of a, the audience wants to hear me. They don't want to hear Joe from Chicago. Mm -hmm. understand every station's different. Everybody does it different, but, but I do think that's a big part of why we don't see as much interaction or I'll say less interaction now than we've ever seen before. And I'm strictly talking sports radio Mm -hmm. uh, and not everybody's the same. And I hate to point, paint the whole industry with a brush, but in general, I see phone calls going way, way, way down. Uh, I can say that certainly producers may not be as trained as they should be on being able to screen a, phone call properly right. that takes time and and what's tied to that is is money management and budget in radio and and if we're not paying people well or we're saying let's have one producer do the job of two producers so mm-hmm. now i'm running a control board and listening to the show to give direction to my host and standing by to throw to a commercial. But now I'm also have to screen the phone call. So now I'm on the phone with Joe from Chicago, but I also have to make sure that my host doesn't say F you or that I'm ready. For the next <laughs> so How could I possibly understand what that caller is going to bring to the table or challenge that caller mm-hmm. um, or to ask questions and to really do it properly? I think it comes down to a lack of uh, production, a lack of production value in our industry. I, I don't think the producers are very well valued, certainly not as valued as the hosts. And you know we understand that the hosts are what are being seen and heard and, and they right. drive the whole thing. But we're trying to do it differently on Better Sports Network and, and really put a value into production and, and really make sure that we do it better. We do mm-hmm. it properly whether it comes to audio production and using sound during our shows, uh, booking guests, screening phone calls. I mean, you're literally giving your audience the microphone and say, step on stage, the mic is yours. That's a powerful responsibility. And, And if you do it blindly, There's no reason why you know. There's a reason why the hosts don't want to take calls because these callers aren't well prepared. They're not screened properly. It's a greater problem, probably more minutia than you guys want to know. But but no,
0: (laughs) no, you're great. It's good. I mean, I've I I'm an avid listener of of a few shows when it comes to to the SiriusXM platform, and it's always funny when. You know, you hear a caller call in and it's like you don't really know the, the the full rhythm of radio, but they listen to it all the time. And it's like, well, let me explain out this story in like five minutes. And it's like, all right, we got 20 seconds to get this. Out. <laughs> but then on the flip side, you know, on the like you said, on the back end, the producer's got to sit here with the if it might be on a light delay, be like, all right, do I need to you know have this pushed over from a censorship type of standpoint? But the thing that's interesting and in, in that I guess adds to your benefit is with you running through the, the apps is, and, uh, you know, you can find, um, your app on Apple store, or sorry, Apple and Google play as well. And are, um, do you have, you bringing in that same, um, I'll say uh, true to radio form of, you know, having that delay kind of ready. Cause it is, like you said, it's live and it's, it's, it's in full effect with the callers that are, that are calling in. Um, I'll start with that question then as well with the uh, evolution of the technology that you're using to have video going along with the caller kind of explaining out like when I do hit the button to kind of call in, they can also use the video.
1: Well, yeah, thank you for asking. Um, certainly. Back in the terrestrial days, we operated on a seven-second delay, and it was needed. Yeah, uh, The FCC uh, was closely governing uh, broadcast operations. And listen, you could do a lot of harm right. by, by letting hateful callers call in or, or uninformed or uneducated callers. And we've learned a lot of lessons, um, particularly right. for us at SiriusXM, uh, something you wouldn't think about as much, something like Adrian Peterson Um, It comes to light that he was not treating his children well and he's going to be suspended. So what happens, we're talking about if you have Adrian Peterson in your lineup, time to get him out of your lineup. Which players should we replace Adrian Peterson with in your fantasy football team? And this makes a lot of sense now, but in the moment, and this is all we were doing, we got a lot of people upset at us saying, how could you think about fantasy football when this kid is bleeding? You know, so, you know, learning a lot about how to conduct yourself as a broadcaster and the responsibility of of the people's airwaves is, is something that, you know, will always hold uh, very, very true and, and sort of tried to bring all of those broadcast fundamentals and my 25 years of experience from learning from the best people out there to better sports network and Mm -hmm. make sure we're journalistically grounded. We do Mm -hmm. things correctly that we take our job seriously and, um, hopefully stay in the world of sports. But as you know, in this world, sometimes life gets in the way and, and you have to have those moments where you know, the world is burning fellas and, and we got to talk about it. You know, right. it's time to talk about baseball when this stuff's going on. So that's an awesome responsibility. And and I don't pretend to have all the answers and really lean on smart people around me. And frankly, mm-hmm. we take the audience feedback very seriously when people say, Hey, I got offended by that and I can't tell you, you know, um, more times than, than I would ever think people have come to me and said that offended me. And oh. I never would have considered that something like that would offend somebody. And, and that's right. just, you know, just being honest and, and knowing I have a lot to learn and everybody's different and everybody sees things through a different lens. So right. we don't have any delay on better sports network. We are free. We are live. Uh, we are the voice of the people, certainly on the back end. If, if something's going out on, on the air, we can we can take it down. But right. once it's said, it's said. And yeah. uh, hopefully that's you know, something that, that we don't get burned by. If we have to put in a delay, we will. But to have a lot of faith in the people as a broadcaster, I think that's yeah. job one. These right. are the people's airwaves. Yes, I'm not on radio. It's a private business that I founded and we could do whatever we want. But still view it the same way as radio. These are the people's airwaves. Just to be able to open up live chat you would think could potentially open you up to some things that you don't want people to see. And we have a blacklist and things Mm -hmm. of words that we won't allow in there, but Mm -hmm. that has not been a problem so far. We're nine weeks into our journey. Oh, that's awesome. Um, We have uh, callers calling in and interacting with our hosts in real time. We have chat going on and, and we have not had to censor that. So, um, something we'll always be looking at as far as, um, how do you interact on Better Sports Network so proud of this to be able to build that call in button where it's one, it's right next to the fun button on our app you push <laughs> call and you go right to a producer you tell the producer what you want to talk about we 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 put you in the green room and and the host brings the mm-hmm. callers to air an audio call or a video call so mm-hmm. we kind of allow both options, and a lot of people are shy, so audio calls work fine. But with there's gonna be a lot of a
0: lot of audio calls out
1: there. <laughs> well, there are, but this is part of us leading. We want right. to show, Taylor that video calls in real time could be really, really cool. Like, think yes. about a Sunday morning, our game day shows. Now I can go out to the parking lots and the tailgates yeah. and see Denver Bronco fans getting ready for their game with cooking their sausages and throwing footballs in the parking lot live. On our app, we can have since we cover collectibles along with fantasy sports and betting. Okay. We can have callers call in and show us their favorite baseball cards or their autographed sneakers that they got, and to be able to show off their bobbleheads right on the screen. Yeah. Uh, to be able to play with our audience in real time. Halloween's coming up. We'll, we expect to have people calling in from their cos- with their costumes and having our hosts dressed up. Some of our hosts have a lot of fun with the video. Uh, something spontaneous will will happen on the air, and all of a sudden, the next time you see him, he's got face paint on, uh, mm-hmm. or or she's wearing a clown nose. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so to be able to play with video, especially with live interaction, is is exactly what we're looking for at Better Sports Network to kind of take it to another level. Yeah. Interaction at the push of a button, win a contest at the push of a button. Call in and show someone your your favorite sports jersey to show yeah. us what you're cooking, uh, to be able to get all your friends together and and do your J-E-T-S Jets 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 chant live uh nationwide uh streaming. So uh and, and we're not gonna stop there. I mean, there's so many different ways to be able to interact with people. We live in a time truly, and this is beyond sports, that if mm-hmm. you dream it, you can do it. Now, yeah. our engineers have yet to say no to me to any crazy idea I have. Oh, you to love with. that. <laughs> Better sports. At, yeah. Everything we have on there, we've just sort of dreamed up. And the engineers, yeah. they just keep saying, yes, we can do this. Yes, we can do this. It's an amazing time.
2: That's great. Uh, you you touched on collectibles there. Uh, obviously collectibles have taken off in the last really couple of years here, especially with COVID happening. Everyone's at home and that people found something to do there. What where do you see that industry and and what do you what would you like to do with your network to
1: advance that industry? Well, I'm a rookie in collectibles. I grew up collecting cards, like many people of my age, mm-hmm. uh, and then we kind of um, got got at the market got flooded in the late '80s, and there were yeah, so many cards, and and everybody grew up and had real jobs, and we kind of you know it kind of tailed off a little bit. And as you referenced. Um, that the fact that the pandemic, we were all trapped at home and went up to the attic with nothing to do Sterling. And yeah. all of a sudden look at all these cards and now I can trade them on in real time. Or listen, times are tough. We can sell yeah. them and, and get a little money for these cards. So it's been exciting for me to watch that industry grow and to get back into it and to see media, not really giving sports collectibles, the platform mm-hmm. it deserves. I felt obligated to add this to fantasy sports embedding. As we were going to launch better sports network, we, we made a late second decision to say we're going to involve collectibles because we believe that passion runs beyond winning fantasy games and winning bets that and in fact, it's a lot more inclusive, I would say as well. Um, I am not proud to say that our fantasy sports industry is not very diverse. It's not very inclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we need to do a better job in the fantasy sports industry of being more inclusive. Collectibles has that. It's mm-hmm. everybody, every race, every age, male, female, a lot like the video games and the esports, very diverse, very inclusive, and mm-hmm. a lot of passion there. I don't have to have a $12 million Mickey Mantle card or a signed bat uh, or Muhammad Ali's boxing gloves to be able to have a connection with sports, to be able to show you, I caught this ball with my dad, and here's the right. story, or yeah. – this player signed this jersey for me. Here's the story. We love telling stories behind the collectibles. I envision getting athletes to tell stories about their collectibles. I mean, every athlete wants to be a rock star. Every rock star wants to be an athlete. <laughs> you know, all these athletes have all these guitars and signed albums. And let's face it, you know what does Joe Burrow collect? I mean, he probably got some, some gear from his heroes. And wouldn't you right. want to hear Joe Burrow showing you what these things mean to him? And, and I envision us doing that, not only our fans, but with athletes, Um, I am captivated by the fact that, that auctions are happening in real time. Now, not only box breaks Mm -hmm. that are happening live on whatnot, and now live on better sports network, we're opening up boxes in real time and Mm -hmm. having people win the cards, uh, Based on hitting our fun button, and it's so much fun to be able to pull out fun cards and show them on the video and the beauty of these cards. I mean, frankly, I think the biggest mistake we made in radio was ever showing our host faces. Uh, I love the theater of the mind, and if I could do my streams and just show the collectibles, I mean, that that's a lot more appealing to me. Um, But I love the idea of getting involved in these high end auctions to be able to bring that to the people and to be able to have. Now, these are anonymous bids. These mm-hmm. are not, hey, John in, in Atlanta just right. bid $7 million on this. But there's a way to make this captivating for the public, to see that, right. that Muhammad Ali's robe from the time that he knocked out Joe Frazier is on the block, and where are the bids, and what's it worth? Right. And The best part about collectibles, guys, is that it brings back the epic – figures from our past. We don't have Muhammad Ali and Wilt Chamberlain and even Michael Jordan. We don't have them yeah. in the betting conversation right now. We don't no. have them in the fantasy right. sports conversation. continues
0: to immortalize those names.
1: That's right. Now we have the collectibles. We can tell those stories to the generations that missed it. We could bring them back to life. And I'm just so excited to be able to do all this kind of stuff on Better Sports Network and, and talk about people, people with their collectibles. And, Ultimately, we want our content to be collectibles. We're in the NFT game. We mm-hmm. see our content as being digitized and and having people call up on Better Sports Network, hit a button, and get an NFT of their appearance on the network. Put it right there in their digital wallet. Here's me saying player X was going to be a, a blow up player <laughs> in fantasy football, yeah. uh, and we can mint it on the blockchain and sell it to them. So it just so many the the, the idea of collectibles in general just is so vast. You could do an entire network just on it. Uh, we're happy to bring it into fantasy sports and betting, and and we're learning every day.
0: Listen, Matt, I I, I always have a big brain button that I, I like to do. It's it's a big brain alert that I like to throw out. And let me tell you everything that I everything that BSN is doing and where you're where you're trying to go. I I think is you're ahead of the time a little bit, which is amazing. And the the innovation and in the having the fan at the forefront and being so interactive is what I think. The market has missed so far and i love that you guys are bringing incorporating that and that is the core principle uh as we're talking about collectibles that's the portion that i think that because because fantasy's here betting is here and i want to talk to you about you know where you see partnerships going we'll, we'll hit that but as we're on collectibles i think that's an aspect that like you said it's so diverse but i think it's been it's been it's hard for, I'm just the layman when it comes to, to collectibles. I don't really know where to go to reach out and be like, what's the value of this? Or, or let me just talk about that or something. Cause like I did the unboxing myself, my brother and I went through a little, a little time period of, Hey, we're, we're, we're uh, going to buy some card packs. We're going to open them up, see what right. we get and have it. However many rookie cards, but then where do I go from there? Or like how, what type of feedback can I get? Right. And I think that portion right there is something that is, has been missed. And, you know, I think you're going to add that into the market and, and I see that, you know, being a, a major addition into the collector's um into the collector's realm.
1: I hope so. And again, I'm not authentic as a collector. I, mm-hmm. I've got the roots growing up, but but I need to be in front of people that are authentic and people right. that have slept and breathed it for the last 20 years and, and the right people and have them help us. And and that's what we did when we built Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio is to reach out to the people in the space and say, hey, take some ownership of this. Tell us where to be. Who should we yeah. hire? What, what do we have to avoid doing to hurt your industry? And I, I think that's important to be able to get in front of the authentic people and, and have them take ownership and be able to call me and say, Matt, I think you're making a mistake here or, or Matt, you need to be here. Um, so, so that's the one thing is to try to, is to try to do that. Um, but I, I'm excited to be able to do new things in collectibles. I mean, to answer your question, uh, you know, there are people that, uh, that have been doing it and, um, and know, and know the value of these cards and and know the value of the collectibles. And, and I've learned a lot from them. I mean, I I've learned that it uh, it's fractionated. There are people mm-hmm. that are only Jersey people. There's mm-hmm. people that only collect tickets, people that mm-hmm. only do autographs, people only do NFTs, people that only do cards. Uh, so to get in front of those people, I went to the National Sports Collectors Convention in Atlantic City. I, I learned mm-hmm. so much there. I was so impressed uh, with the amount of gear that is up and available. I mean, if if you, can, I mean, it, it, it's a good time uh, for the collectibles industry. I saw a lot yeah. of high end items. Yeah, and, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of interest in that space and. Um, truly untapped, in my opinion, and, and I don't think there's enough bringing people together um, across the nation. Probably locally, there is, but but hopefully on Better Sports Network, we could be that that kind of platform where everybody can 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 be in the same place and talk to each other and exchange ideas, whether it be buyer and seller uh, mm-hmm. or people that are arguing what's what's more valuable. Uh, but but also to be able to have betting and fantasy and collectibles together. I want to try to really find events to integrate all these things in real time and to be able to get the collectors to learn a little bit about fantasy sports and to get Mm. the fantasy sports and the betters to learn a little bit about collectibles and to kind of show people how their sports passion can can be can be um, played out in other areas. So that that truly excites me to be able to find that intersection before all three of these great communities.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool to kind of build out that community there. Um, We have not touched on micro betting and we're starting to see it, uh, see a rise of it. We're starting to hear it more. I think, um, you know, Al Michaels has kind of always kind of teased it during the broadcast, but how do you see that evolving, especially as uh, the networks and the broadcasts are more ingrained with the handles and are you guys partnered with the handle as well to kind of work through those live lines and live, live betting opportunities?
1: Well, smart to ask that question because, I mean, in-game betting, micro betting will become at least 75% of the entire pie uh, as soon as two, three years from now. As soon as users across the country see how easy and fun it is to, uh, we'll say, make bets in real time uh, Mm -hmm. on their phone while they're watching the game. Uh, It doesn't matter how much you're betting. It's more Mm. about the technology there to allow you to do these things and to really engage in sports. Uh, This is a big deal and we're not ignoring it on better sports network. I have lots and lots of fun ideas and, and I'm surprised that media is not doing more. Of course we've seen some vet casts and, um, I, I'm glad we're seeing bet casts, but I think there's so much more room for innovation. We want to do an in-game betting competition every night where we have people betting on the props in real time, whether it be an, an NBA, NHL, MLB night, or a mm-hmm. college football co- uh, NFL uh, night. You mix all the sports together; it really truly brings the entire uh, world to um, to one platform. So I, I'd like to see people betting in real time, with the audience also taking those bets that are that our touts are betting in real time, and sort of creating a "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire" um, mm-hmm. idea um, meets the World Series of Poker nightly in-game betting primetime show on Better Sports Network. I mean, that's where we're gonna go with this. I'd, I'd like to see a lot more innovation. Um, I have a lot of respect for the groups that are doing. It obviously they're pouring a ton of money into having this technology, but well worth it. Um, yeah. respect what Jake Paul, uh, and Joey Levy are building at Better or uh, yeah. BTR, and they're leading the industry. But also, my friends at Invenue, uh, they give Apple TV their technology from Friday Night Baseball. If you could see the analytics that are going into the mm-hmm. percentage of what the next pitch is going to be ball, strike, foul, out, base hit, uh truly great work that's being done there to allow users like us to be able to watch our games say who's going to score the next goal in this hockey game which right. basketball player is going to have the next basket uh what we love doing on better sports network is watching the games in real time we'll say sunday nfl mm-hmm. and as soon as a players as soon as a team is down at halftime we're immediately looking at the money line so you remember the yep. Dolphins big comeback against the ravens we yep. were all over that and, you know, the Dolphins are plus 1,200 or something, down 25 points, and we start seeing it, the, the scores start, the deficits start shrinking, and the odds start going down, and the idea that you could be watching a game and saying, I'm going to get on this right now, I think this team's going to come back, um, is really exciting. We see uh, betting angles from the idea of just being able to bet a baseball game, will there be any runs in the first inning? Yeah. Um, so it feeds into our short attention span theater in this country, this instant gratification yeah. need in this country. And I've seen yeah. it firsthand in fantasy sports as we've gone from season-long fantasy sports to now. <laughs> I don't want to wait six months to win. Daily fantasy sports. Yeah. I don't want to wait all day to win. I want to know if I win or lose after this batter. Yeah. Right? And, and, and it, that's our job as content creators, as tech builders, to give the audience, to, to show the audience what they want before they know they want it. Um, I think is important. So we do that in real time. We're watching sports. We are um, chatting with our community in real time. We're giving advice about what lines we like, but never lose sight of the entertainment also. That's a very powerful piece of the industry that a lot of people are missing. We're entertainment first on Better Sports Network. We are fun first. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't need to have the smartest host in the room uh, to be able to be on a talk show. I need the most entertaining, engaging, compelling host that we want to build our community around. That's what we're all about. I, I, I don't feel it's right to strictly make picks and make people money and build uh, bankrolls for people. We want to be on the entertainment side. We want community. We want to make fun of our people when they lose their <laughs> we in fantasy. And we want to praise them and pat them on the back and give them a forum to shout about it yeah. when they made that pick. Um, so it's been so much fun in real time to play off those emotions. Uh, I'll have, let's say, big time hosts live on the air and you'll see their fantasy teams will go up and smoke and they just lose it. They can't even concentrate because the emotion comes through. I can't believe I started David Montgomery and now Khalil Herbert on the bears is getting all those carries. So listen, I got
0: that is my exact problem right
1: now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in fantasy football, we're told to handcuff our running back. You are to take the backup, but in some some, certain situations, it's hurting us. Look at the jets with Michael Carter and Brees Hall gets hurt. Everybody everybody has Michael Carter and they think they have an RB one in fantasy football. And then they make a trade for James Robinson Robinson. Robinson comes in. Not so much. So, All of these things bring out passion, bring out uh, an opportunity to interact and connect people. And that's what we're all about. There's not a lot of live coverage, guys, in sports media, especially on the radio side, the streaming side, Podcasts are very popular. Video clips are very popular. I'll blame our radio industry for not delivering what -hmm. the people want in real time. Commercial breaks are too long. Hosts Mm -hmm. are talking about things that that aren't sports related. And it's no surprise that the audience wants a podcast where all they get is the 15 minutes of content that they want. I blame radio for that. I'm part of it. Uh, we've all done that as an industry and really need to try to get back to that of giving people the expectation mm-hmm. uh, of, of what they expect and, mm-hmm. and you know, trying to give people an opportunity to call in in real time and play off their emotions in live sports coverage, whether it be right. breaking news or or watching the games in real time and playing off our emotions. We at Better Sports Network believe content should be live.
2: Yeah.
0: And, you know, you're you make a really good point, especially after February or not even February, really weeks, let's go week 17 for fantasy football. And once that's done, your major networks, you really don't see the fantasy conversations happening as lively as they are and as frequent as they are during the football season translate over into the NBA. And then obviously that subsequently you have, or you already have NHL, then it rolls back into MLB. But I have a question for you here on this side. And and as the, let's say the ESPN eight Ocho type sports are starting to become more prevalent and starting mm-hmm. to get bigger. Uh, Will you kind of have a shift and have a focus on that? I mean, I saw the other week there was e uh, e-scooter, the e-scooter league that was out here. Right. And was like where did the e-scooter league come from? But these alternative sports are, are kind of making a resurgence again when like X games is really big and you had the Tony Hawk and the focus there. And you're like, I, I kind of see that passion coming back for, for these, for those, for those sports. So, As it gets bigger, will you add it or you're already seeing that focus now and you're like, you know, we're going to just go right at it and uh, add, you know, everything.
1: Well, this is this is a big change in sports media. I feel the traditional sports calendar should be blown up. And and certainly I've been guilty of it as a programmer, certainly on a fantasy sports radio Mm -hmm. channel. We Mm -hmm. would talk football and nothing but football, let's say August through January. and. Mm -hmm. You know we we weren't talking about the other sports because football was eighty percent of the market. Everybody played football, and there wasn't room for anything else. but But I believe now that technology's gotten better. betting is becoming legalized. We have more access to more sports to learn about them. And let's face it, the smaller the sport, the more value you have is a better. So right, the, yeah. the, the casinos can't cover all of these sports. Um, So to be able to have an edge in WNBA or have an edge in Korean baseball, you know, these things are real. And during the pandemic, we saw that we saw that there were um, there were new business models and new opportunities to engage in sports all around the world. And uh, that I I think that every day is now a different day. As a programmer for me, I'm not waking up today in October and saying it's 100 percent fantasy football and, Mm -hmm. and NFL betting. I'm seeing NHL. I'm seeing NBA, I'm seeing PGA, I'm seeing live. And then obviously all these... Li- other sports, mixed martial arts, right. uh, every day is different. And that's something we should embrace, you know, to be able to play to the audiences of these other sports. Now, as a major programmer, we would like to say, Hey, it's a top 40 mentality. We're going to play the hits, right? Yeah. Right. Why yeah. do the music stations only play those 40 songs? Cause those are yeah. the songs the most people in your audience want to hear. And yeah. we're in the business of having the largest audience as programmers. Okay. Understand that. But, but I think there's room for innovation here. And maybe you can make an argument that if you get 100% of the WNBA audience, maybe that's better than having a small percentage of the NFL right. audience. Maybe, right. maybe it's an MMA day and you want to you devote coverage to that um, right. and to be able to do it. So I love that idea. I think the idea that we're live – anytime we're live on Better Sports Network, there is a sport happening somewhere on this planet. And yeah. we can go live to a horse race in Australia – and, and, and put a few dimes on it and watch it <laughs> together. I you don't yeah. have to be an expert. Um, right. so I love that idea. Uh, disc golf, we're, we're now betting on and, and doing all these different sports. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I'm a huge fan of that. And um, I, I think it, it allows our media space to be that much more creative and it allows mm-hmm. small business owners to maybe build their brands, maybe not on – major league baseball or even minor league baseball, but these offshoot shoot baseball leagues and something that you do really well, that you have a passion for this one thing. Like Mm. I do for radio and fantasy sports that you can now build your business around this one small thing and do it well and do it right and be authentic and, 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 and be successful at something that's not the NFL. It's not the 800 pound gorilla Uh, that, I, I mean, I'm all for that.
0: Yeah, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Uh, Sterling, I didn't, I not mean to cut you off. You're jumping in, but is the is the programming currently just Wednesday through Friday, or is it is it Monday through Friday, five days, seven days a week? How is that? Because I was I was trying to look and as you you know go through the lineup, and I did see the Wednesday through Friday, so I was curious there.
1: Well, we're a startup. We're in our ninth week. We launched in late August and didn't Mm -hmm. want to come in uh, like most would with a small amount of content. Really wanted Mm -hmm. to be a major force from the beginning. So we have have up to 17 hours of live content every day. We are live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to midnight Eastern. Mm -hmm. We do college football on Saturday mornings, 8 to noon Eastern. And on Sunday, we're live 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern every single day. We have seven daily shows live streaming on our Better Sports Network app and on social media um, to be able to take live phone calls and cover sports the way we believe it should be covered live um, during the games, before the games. And it won't be long, hopefully, that we're live 24 hours a day. Uh, So we wanted to launch with a robust live offering and be a true differentiator. And and we feel we've done that to be able to at least come into the market with this many live hours and this diverse programming where every show is different. I'm so proud of the different programs that we have with our partnerships with Fantasy Guru or Fantasy Alarm and Front Yard Fantasy uh, and some major hosts like Mark Malusis and Keith Erisari and Mm -hmm. Corey Parson and, and what we've been able to build across our lineup working with some of the great people in fantasy sports and betting. And we're just getting started. There are so many talented people out there. I could never hire them all. Uh, There's so many groups doing fantastic work. I could never work with them all. But being inclusive and rooting for everyone within the sports industry, giving them a platform to come on, make guest appearances, produce content for us on social media or in unique creative ways, we're just going to keep trying to find people to work with and support this whole industry. It is so freeing. Uh, to not be competitive and to support everybody and to not have yeah. to worry about having an exclusive deal with this company and you can't mention the other companies. Right. And I yeah. don't want to have this guest on because he works for a rival company or she works for a rival network. We don't do any of that. We want to be the place where everybody can play together um, yeah. and and be inclusive and be free and be live and be everywhere you are, whether you're on your sports book or on your TV or on your phone uh, mm-hmm. We want Better Sports Network to be with you. It's an easy app to download: Apple App Store, Google Play Store. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, and our mm-hmm. company website. Find us on social media at Better Network, Better with an O, and and online on our website, bettersports.com. Nice. We'll
2: we'll, uh, we'll close it out with. Uh, do you have any? Do you have any fantasy picks for us there? Uh, that, that yeah. Any 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 little insight that you can help Taylor uh, and I? I'm one in. One in five in our league. So He's like, terrible. I'm absolutely, I'm terrible. Right
1: absolutely terrible. Well, fantasy football, we can say the best team doesn't always win. It's an oblong ball that bounces funny ways with very old – people making official decisions uh crazy stuff happens in football and that's why fantasy football is the most popular sport you don't have to be an expert the best team doesn't always win now in baseball 180 days uh the best team's gonna win every time but in football I and mean, there's no shame in being one in six right now I've got an 0 and 7 team I've got a 7 and 0 team and I've got everything in between um, so picks, I, I don't have the matchups in front of me, so we just have to walk through it here. Um, now the Colts would be an extreme situation I've just lost Matt Ryan. They sat yeah. him down. They're going with their rookie. I'm sitting all my Colts. I'm, I'm not, I'm not buying into that right now. It does not look very good. I think the coach is going to get fired. Uh, I would be very leery of the Arizona Cardinals right now. Um, mm-hmm. selling Kyler Murray. I'm not buying in on any of the cards. I think that coach could get fired soon. I'm not playing anybody in Carolina as well as they played against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh I I'm, I'm just not going even my guy DJ Moore the wide receiver on the I'm sitting some of my yeah. top guys. I am about, I am not looking to play players on on poor teams. My former boss Steve Cohen used to say uh you play with the dogs, you play with the fleas. Um you know so uh <laughs> something like that. So yeah. we don't we don't I'm not going to advocate players on bad teams. I, I I think um the Jets that's not a good offense either. Um, so I was very high on the Detroit Lions. I think they're they're an interesting topic because I, all summer I was saying the Detroit Lions were going to be a high scoring offense. I looked really really smart early on, and now they've been the lowest scoring offense the last couple of weeks. So what are the Detroit Lions? We all have fantasy major overcorrection. Faith. Yeah, I'm on Saint you know Saint Brown. I'm on Ross Saint yeah. Brown, uh, DeAndre Swift when he comes back, Hawkinson. Are we playing these guys or are we just shutting the door on Detroit? I don't have mm-hmm. the answer to that one. I would say I have confidence in Justin Fields right now. I mm-hmm. like the game he played on Monday night. I think that Bears offense is something that is a, is sleeping right now and could right. get better. They don't have great playmakers, but I've seen enough from Fields that I'm starting to get a little confidence in him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm down on Dallas Ezekiel Elliott. I, I don't think Zeke looks the same way. I think if you can sell Ezekiel Elliott, uh, now might be the time. Uh, Saquon Barkley looks to be the best, the best running back right now. So obviously in a season long fantasy football, uh, you're playing him every week, but probably a good idea to trade for him. If, if, if you've got a team that's stacked up, that took Saquon along with some other running backs, cause Saquon's value is low and, right. and you, and you're loaded at receiver and you could pay for Barkley. It looks like he's going to be the guy. Ah, uh, give me some questions though. If you guys have some players, I'm I'm better with. I just don't have the. What about
2: I like so like more, let's let's use Mark Andrews, right? Like the Ravens' offense exploded first couple weeks. Yeah. Now he it feels like they're they're bracketing him. Lamar can't get on the ball. What would you do with with Mark Andrews? Well,
1: that's a tough one. Uh, I think Lamar just came out and said the defensive game plan was to take Andrews away, and and I think every defense is going to copycat that. You don't respect the Raven receivers. I think Lamar's play has dropped a little bit in the last couple of weeks. He's really become a better quarterback every single year. Mm -hmm. If I had to make a call, I'm buying on the Ravens and I'm having confidence Mm -hmm. in Andrews. And maybe this is an opportunity to bring him in. Despite the coverage that people want to, the opposing defenses want to put on Andrews. Once Lamar starts running, they're not going to be able to do that. And right. I think any defense that focuses on Andrews over Lamar is going to be making a mistake. So I would pl- play him with confidence in season long yep. fantasy football and maybe play on the bias that he's either hurt or the Raven offense is not doing well and could be a good time to bring him in.
0: Now, let me ask you this one, because we are uh, Sports Tech Atlanta. You know, like you said, you're sitting DJ Moore for the Carolina Panthers. Carolina goes into Atlanta. Uh, What are your thoughts right now on Kyle Pitts, Mariota, and the Drake
1: London connection, as well as Cordell Patterson when he comes back? Wow. Well, I was down on this, Taylor. I was down on the Falcons from a fantasy football aspect. I love the coach. Yeah. Uh, I was down on their offense from the beginning. Uh, I thought Mariota would be an okay fantasy quarterback because I thought he'd run. I don't have a lot of respect for the way he passes the ball, his ability Mm -hmm. to get the ball downfield and be a passer. Um, So I don't have Pitts or Drake London in any of my leagues. Drake London, I did not take in any of my dynasty fantasy football Mm -hmm. leagues. Ooh, that's big. That's no. Big. Jamison Williams and Garrett Wilson were my two guys. I okay. love the kid okay. here in Buffalo. I've got Khalil Shakir yeah. in a lot of leagues. Those were my, those are my uh, receivers. I passed on Drake London. I saw the college tape. It looks good. Um, he's not Mike Evans. In my opinion, he's not Mike Evans. I mm-hmm. uh, certainly need to pass her in there to be there. Now, Cordarrell Patterson, that was a fantasy asset. He had a lot of value there in the off season where people didn't think he could do what he was going to do again. And he proved them wrong. And I'm yeah. bailing out on all the Falcons. Certainly <laughs> if you believe in Pitt, don't do it to me, Matt. You don't do get, it to me. You could get Kyle Pitts in a trade right now, but I'm yeah. not watching yeah. the games like you guys are. But I, I'm not seeing any production. I, yeah. I mean, there's I can't, there's nothing buy into it.
2: Yeah, you got three I mean,
1: attempts. Uh, I,
2: I think in the last 30 minutes of the game. I mean, it was just it's tough, it's tough for them to yeah. get him the ball, even even with his talent. What about uh Chris McCaffrey going to the Niners? Do you feel like one? Do you are you buying on him and what do you do with Debo there? Do you feel like that offense changes a little bit with now another dynamic player?
1: Well, we're starting them all in season long fantasy football. How could you not? I I would expect, I think McCaffrey's numbers will remain flat. I think he'll benefit from being on a better offense with more weapons and less attention on him, but you're going to start seeing Debo grabbing handoffs and running in, running in touchdowns. Even George Kittle, you have, you have, you have, Kittle and Debo can run the ball every bit as well as anybody in the NFL. So <laughs> exactly, yeah. You're going to lose a lot of touchdowns at McCaffrey as much as you're going to gain them from being on an offense. So right. um, I'm buying for sure. Um, he's an injury risk, and I think that has to be um, considered. He doesn't play full seasons lately, but it should be a high-powered offense. I don't think we can judge what happened in Kansas City. I, mm-hmm. I, I have a great respect for Kyle Shanahan as the best play caller in the NFL. He will find ways to, to scheme McCaffrey to big days. Yeah. Uh, it's more about the Debo and Kittle people and the Brandon, Ayuk people out there that are holding them in fantasy football are betting on them, playing them in daily fantasy. I think every week is going to be different. You, you're not going to have consistency out of any of those guys. Now, Debo's floor will always be fine. He's always going to get just seven or eight points, but you're not going to see a big game every week. Cause I think McCaffrey's going to gobble up a huge target share.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I I was gonna say I don't wanna I don't wanna steal all the insight from you. If everybody wants to
0: listen and grab more insight, I say you can go to bettersports.com com. and it is better better network on Twitter and as well handle on uh Instagram or IG for the young folks. Matt, those are amazing. I, I literally could sit here for another we could sit here for like another hour going through because <laughs> I would love to get this, love to get more expertise. But uh again, bettersports.com and better network that is b-e-t-t-o-r
1: network on twitter and instagram um we're on TikTok want... also. We just launched Ooh. our TikTok. You'll see okay. Justin Henry creating content there, and would really want to ask and invite everyone, including you guys, to join our community. Thank download you. our free app, jump in there in the chat, have some fun with us, and 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 see what we're all about. We're all about entertaining and fun, and being inclusive and building a community of passionate mm-hmm. sports fans. So welcome, and, you know, can't wait to see you guys in the chat, and hope you guys can call in and let's have you guys on Better Sports Network. Yeah, we would yeah. love that. Yeah. And I, and everybody, again, um, if you are struggling, you're like, what
0: can I fill my time in while I'm sitting in the office or I'm on the road? Download the app, get involved in the conversation. Now you have your sports talk, your daily fantasy, your betting talk, your collector talk. You have your time frame filled in while you're sitting in the office trying to do work or you're out there driving, putting in those hours and you're trying to find something fun. Matt, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, It's been a pleasure and we look forward to seeing this network grow and to see you take your baby and shoot off into the moon because I think that's what you guys have.
1: It's an exciting time, Sterling and Taylor. Thank you for having me. Congrats on what you guys are building. And um, thank you again. Uh, This has been fun.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for joining.